Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to be with you on this Thursday. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a service department that has... It's great pros, pros, technicians that take care of every step of the way. It is one-stop shopping. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Let's now take a trip to Disturbia and get our rant of the day. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Carlos Rodon just walked somebody else. Sorry, I just had to look at that real quick. Excuse me. You're the guy that kept telling us, whining, moaning, and complaining for three months that they don't have Carlos Rodon. They don't have Carlos Rodon. They don't have Carlos Rodon. You finally get him, and now you hate him. Um, Yeah, that's basically the reality of it. But I'll get to that in a second. But first, Bryce Harper. Oh, that's not the lead. That's not the lead, no. The lead is Bryce Harper. And what on earth he was doing in that sixth inning at bat last night where he took six pitches in a row, didn't even look interested in swinging the bat. And then Rob Thompson, I guess, was asked this morning about Bryce's uh, approach to the plate. And he said that he's only faced this guy one time and had a hard time locating the pitches. I'm sorry. Those are not excuses. First of all, I've seen plenty of players only come to a guy and face him one time and not stand there like a little leaguer, like some little leaguers, I should say, and just sit there and take pitches and hope you get a walk. I'm sorry. That's not how you do it. It's called Major League Baseball. It's called looking at film. It's called looking at scouting reports. And he's fulfilled most of his duties this year, of his weight this year as a star player, okay? So this is like one of the few instances where... I think most people are going to rip him for his performance because he's been outstanding this year, not only for coming back early from Tommy John, but the way he's played, the way he's carried his team. We know that. But this instance, I'm sorry, you can't, you're, you're not going to get away with that. This, I don't care if you face the guy no, no times. Be prepared going up to the plate. And I know there's less sidearm type pitchers. Looks like that's how this guy was throwing from Milwaukee last night. But it's not something that you haven't seen before. It's still unusual, but don't tell me that he couldn't locate the pitches. Stop it. Be more prepared at time. Look at the film. Look at your scouting reports and go up there because there were plenty of hittable balls in that at bat that he could have thrown out of the park. So I just did not get that approach last night. And that was a big at bat in that game. That's a 3-3 game. Phillies end up losing that game 5-3 last night. 
So I'm sorry. I can't give I can't give any excuses to Bryce Harper there. He's been outstanding for the Phillies this year. I admire his game and the way he's come back, but I can't let him get off the hook with that. I'm sorry. What derailed your big league career, if I might ask? Starting left in left field only my senior year because the numbers dictated that. Just asking. I'm not afraid to admit it. Just asking. But I was prepared for every game that I played. Yet you're still sitting here with me. (laughs) Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. (laughs) Just asking for a friend. Gee, and to think I thought you would would have led with Noah Shannon. You have no idea what I'm talking about, though. I I don't see... I don't recall seeing anything with Noah Shannon. Big Ten media days are next week. Noah Shannon, who's a defensive lineman for Iowa, good player, by the way, is out of Big Ten media days... At his request, linebacker Jay Higgins is going to replace him. Do you want to know why? Well, I'm just seeing here that it's amid NCAA sports wagering investigation. This goes back to May when we talked about 26 athletes across multiple teams at Iowa, football, men's basketball, baseball, men's track and field and wrestling, violating NCAA rules on racing and gaming. And Noah Shannon is evidently one of the names. There it is. Okay. And that to me is, okay, we've been trying, you know, this is something we're slowly but surely, you know, know, we found out one of the baseball players suddenly was not in the lineup. Okay, so now you put two and two together. We have not heard which men's basketball player it is. But this is the first indication with Noah Shannon. Now, here comes my issue with that. Kirk Ferentz knows who is being investigated, which means the Sports Information Department know who's being investigated. Why do they put him on the list to go? That that makes no sense. You're sitting there. You don't put somebody in that position. You don't do that. Hey, that's you know. Let's use some common sense here. And this is one of the problems Iowa's been having across the athletic department. It's just like the left hand doesn't seem to know what the right hand is doing. Um. Farron said that Noah's decision to share this information and suggest that another player take his place is reflective of his character. Like, okay, well, hey, Farron's called it an example of leadership. I'm sorry, but they're investigating you over gambling on sports, which you're not allowed to do as an NCAA athlete, and it's been posted all over the locker room left and right. No offense, Noah's not showing any leadership. Look at the guy who's the head coach. Ah, you know what? 
You know, um, I don't exactly qualify him as a good leader. <laughs> well, you know what? It's not like he's done a lot of bad things during the course of his career, so and his life. I mean, you paint with too broad a brush sometimes. In the bitterness cafe. Now the Northwestern story. I mean, is there any doubt that Iowa's had some problems? Yes, no doubt about that. My high school quarterback actually played with Kirk Ferentz at UConn. Did you know that? I did not know that. Neither did Kirk until I brought it up. <laughs> well, no, seriously. How about that? I mean, he, did, he didn't know that it was my high school quarterback. Um, I said, you know, I said, Joe Dipple. He goes, yeah, I know Joe Dipple. I said, well, he was my starting quarterback in high school. He goes, really? I said, yeah. So, uh, the Northwestern thing is um, getting worse by the hour, which is, last I checked, that's an issue. Um, and it is, um, the athletic is now um, fully immersed in this story. Oh, we didn't get to your other, like, I hate life story. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. It's not that important compared to this. Yeah. Uh, and the story about Northwestern is... <laughs> This goes back years, and now you're talking about the ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, is one of the defendants now. So here's the story by Kaylin Kaler and Brian Hamilton from The Athletic. It's about Camp Kenosha. And I'm not going to read to you all the, because I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is still a family show. But they would go up to Wisconsin, to what was called Camp Kenosha, at University of Wisconsin Parkside. And... The wrestling locker room would be used by Northwestern football. And over the years, more than 100 players would file into the wrestling room each morning, find a chair, open their equipment bag, and begin to change. As they did, a chant would begin, naked pull-ups, naked pull-ups, clap, clap, clap. Not an encrypted code. Someone would be chosen to approach the bar and clothe, do pull-ups in front of the group in the name of, quote, team bonding. As soon as somebody in the back can tell me what that does for team bonding... I'm not sure. One North what they interviewed 21 players and personnel from teams in the 90s to present. 14 of them, by the way, requested to speak on the condition of anonymity. Okay. He said, "Were you allowed to say no?" "Yes," said one player, who requested anonymity to speak about his experiences. But where does that leave you when you do? See, that's the key question. Um, 
one former Northwestern football player who was a freshman in the 2010s said, quote, I knew this day would come. If someone were to run an investigation on us, we are, quote, effed. So, I mean, if you're wondering about off-campus training, it's, for example, Illinois for years had their preseason camp in Rantoul and not in Champaign. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's different, but it's, it's, but still some have done it. Um, and as one player said you're in Kenosha you have to be off the grid the entire time what do you think is going to happen young boys messing around and doing stuff there were six teammates of Fitzgerald's when he played from 93 to 96 they recall freshmen standing up and singing the fight song, participating in a talent show, and having their heads shaved. None of them recognized the specific allegations made by the whistleblower or anything that would classify as hazing. Said one teammate of Fitzgerald, this is back in the 90s when Pat played, nothing that was anything embarrassing or detrimental or emotionally damaging. They say, nor do they recall Fitzgerald ever treating teammates at all with disrespect. They said, Pat was a really straightforward guy. He would not have gone for hazing. Like, you could not have hazed him. He didn't mess around like that. Okay, so that's somebody from back in the day. So, former linebacker, Anwan Jones said, dudes doing dude jokes and pushed boundaries. Um, And a lot of this had to do with stuff where you were not clothed. He says, it was truly like an upperclassman trying to make you uncomfortable, says a former teammate. They certainly accomplished that. Would I want my own kid to witness that? No. Did I consider that sexual harassment? For me personally, no. It was somewhat funny, quote, to see. Okay. So the player from the late 90s says that in Kenosha, the upper class made a, quote, a ton of... uh, awful jokes to embarrass insecure freshmen. He recalls feeling uncomfortable on a long walk from his chair to the shower because a group of offensive linemen stood near the entrance of the showers. All right. Uh, They had something called the loofah line, which later years became known as the car wash during the Randy Walker era. players on each side as you walked toward a shower. He said that 
Then, of course, there was Rashidi Wheeler. Rashidi Wheeler was among a dozen in attendance for a Northwestern football preseason conditioning test on campus. Official team activities had not begun. Staff members recorded the tests. All right. And they were really sidestepping around NCAA rules for voluntary workouts. During the grueling set of sprints, Wheeler collapsed. Trainer administered CPR until local paramedics arrived, but Wheeler could not be revived. He died at 22 of exercise-induced asthma, according to autopsies. And after years of litigation, a judge ordered the Wheeler family to accept $16 million in a wrongful death settlement from the school. And again, that happened during the Randy Walker era. That did not happen during the Pat Fitzgerald era. Walker, in his era, players had to do 100 squats at body weight for being a minute late to a meeting. And that was according to Braden Jones, former Northwestern linebacker. Walker stayed as the head coach himself till he suffered a heart attack in June of 2006. One player said Northwestern failing to fire Randy Walker after the Wheeler death, in my opinion, is the root of a lot of chickens coming to roost 20 years later. So, and then, of course, when Walker died, Pat became the head coach. There are a lot of different stories in here that they've put together, and there's going to be a big problem. And there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. And already, the university president's name, former president, the athletic director, Jim Phillips, the former AD, now ACC commissioner, Pat Fitzgerald, they're named in all these lawsuits. Coming up on our show, Carlos Rondon gets roasted by Matt. Plus, Matt will then explain to us what derailed his professional baseball career. No No good! No good! No good! (laughs) Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Well, there we go. It's today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 Elmo's Wharf online. SunburyMotors.com. 
Alright. So now we go into the dark, deep, foggy world that is your mind. <laughs> well, I think that's the mind of Carlos Rodon right now. I, I, I think. Because I, I don't know what this guy's doing. I don't know what planet this guy's on. But it's not on a major league pitching mound wherever he's been. I think he's still on the IL in his mind. Because he hasn't shown one iota of what he's supposed to be, this $160 million contract pitcher. And that kiss he made to the crowd was probably the worst thing he could have done. He is in no place to do any sort of passive-aggressive gesture to the crowd when he's getting booed, as he said during the postgame last night. Because guess what? You deserve to be booed. And you even said yourself that you're uh, you're upset with the way you've played so far and the way you've pitched so far. So take the bows and just walk off the mound, and you know what? Pitch better. Then you won't have to hear the boos and have to kiss to the crowd. It's as simple as that. This guy has been literally dead weight, dead money. I'm almost rather him be dead money on the on the cap at this point for the Yankees. Because he's done literally nothing in pinstripes. And I don't see any form of him getting better whatsoever. But that that kiss to the crowd, that really angered me even more than what I've seen from him on the field right now. No, I wasn't angry at all. All right. Um, so, yeah. You get angered by a lot of things. Once again, I can't ignore stupid. That was pretty stupid of him. Maybe the teams that you like are just overrated. Well, in this case, this year, yeah, the Yankees that are. And the Sixers. You guys are overrated. Yeah, to a point. A lot of hype. Not a lot of production. And I'm also ready, for, and I am ready for the Sixers just to get rid of Harden for a bucket of balls at this point. I don't care what they get back now. I just don't want them on the team. It's just going to make matters worse. I don't care how much talent he has, how much it might hurt the Sixers talent-wise. I, I don't care anymore. I just want the I guy gone. Talk to Harden. He speaks highly of you. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No? Not good? No. Okay. Any last little string of benefit of the doubt I was going to give him, it's now gone with his latest antics. You know what he is? He is the leader in the Spoiled Brat Hall of Fame. Is there anybody that you like? There are plenty of people that I like. Okay, well, people listening to the show would not know that. (laughs) (laughs) There are plenty of people that I like in the sports world. Who? (laughs) I like Joel Embiid. He wants to leave you. Although he is starting to get on my nerves slightly, so I guess that was a bad example. Tyrese Maxey I love. Yeah, he wants to leave too. 
I haven't seen that yet. If he does, then he'll then he'll then that'll change too. Jalen Hurts. He wants to leave. <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I, I think he's in good shape right now. At this hour. I mean, these people will boom out of the stadium at some point. It's a very slim list of things you like. <laughs> very slim. It's worrisome. All right. So I was looking at the bill that is being crafted by Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey, Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, and Jerry Moran from Kansas. So it's two Democrats and a Republican. Not all of it's on the same page. You know, you always have to come to compromises to get something through. But the bill they're putting together right now in reading it, there's a lot of stuff that's already being done. So I'm not, you know, I'm not that concerned in that area. You know, it, you know it's it's essentially it's almost like a bill of rights for athletes. But that's not what is needed right now, the Bill of Rights for Athletes. A lot of this stuff's already being done. They need to craft legislation that balances the rights of the athletes, but at the same time put some parameters on name, image, and likeness in the, in the name of competition. And I think that's where right now where the issue is lying. What are the parameters on college name, image, and likeness. And I'm not talking about the ability of you to go out and do, hey, you know, I'm Matt Catrillo, star quarterback at LSU for Sunbury Motors. I'm not talking about that. You can do all those you want. It, it's with the collectives. So the legislation they're talking about does not address. I kept reading it and reading it and reading it, they talk him, you know, there's you know, the ability to transfer and play right away the first time. Okay, that's already in place. Uh the uh talk about insurance, right? Um, especially if you have a, a career ending injury, okay, that's already in place. Right? There are a lot of things that are already in place that are in this bill. It's like, okay, it's just redundant. But there were no when I kept reading it, it was always about it was about the athlete, about the athlete, about the athlete. The ability now here was an interesting one that's in in the proposed it's all in the idea stage. But in the idea stage, the uh you if you don't get drafted, you have seven days to inform your college team you want to come back. Hey, that's interesting, which I'll get to in a moment. What's, what struck me about reading this, there was nothing in there about structure of name, image, and likeness. And again, to me, name, image, and likeness, it should be unlimited as to your ability, whether you have your own 
web page, podcast, to sell advertising, to do advertisements for somebody, to utilize your name, image, and likeness. The parameters need to be around collectives. That's where the parameters need to be. Everything else should be wide open. You should be able to earn every dime in the face of the earth that you want. Okay? I have no problem with that. But it's, you know, but they need parameters around collectives right now. Uh, that's where you're sitting there going, okay, wait a minute. And that, this proposed framework, now Moran does have more of that framework in his element of, the, of what he's proposing, but Booker and Blumenthal do not. Everything they're doing is dealing with the student-athlete rights. Okay. But, and I'm all for student-athlete rights, but I, I'm reading this, and it's like there's really nothing in there that isn't already happening anyway. And that's the issue I have with it. I mean, any, you know, they're talking about how only the only the uh, doctor, trainer, and player can say when a player comes back, Excuse me, my entire experience of doing this here, I'm around all this all the time. Have I ever seen a coach, at least in the teams I've been with, I'm talking about football and men's basketball, right, force a guy back into practice? No, I never have. It always has been doctor, trainer, athlete. And you know how many times that I've heard the words, like, hey, how's X doing? I kind of seem like X should be back out there, you know. And I'll say, you know, how's X doing? X has extremely unimpressive X-rays. In other words, the doctor thinks they ought to be out there, but guess what? The athlete says he he is not ready to be out there. And since the athlete says he's not ready to be back out there, guess what? He is not out there. So believe me, I've seen this over and over again in my career. 9.5 out of 10, it's completely legit. But there's that .5 or once in a while you say, okay, I don't quite get why he's not out there. And the coach has no say over it. So, like, stuff like that in there, it's almost like they looked at the movies and watched the movies and whatever, and they kind of formed their bill out of that. Like, no, you can't do that. You've got to be able to... Like, realistically, look at this. You got to be around it. That's why one of the issues I have. You're sitting in this cloistered area of Washington, and you got to get out. You got to find out what actually is going on. And there's a lot of common sense in the legislation. There's also some parts that are like, okay, that's already being done. Okay, this isn't the junction boys here. All right, and. Everything was just on one side of it, which is fine. I mean, because, you know, athletes, athlete protection is always important, always is. But a lot of this stuff's already being done based on the, on the proposed framework. It's not a bill, but the framework. And that's, I kind of shook my head over and went, okay, well, this doesn't, it puts it in writing. 
All right, well, that's a good thing. It does put it in writing. But, but putting it in writing, uh, while being a good thing, most of this stuff's already being done. Now, the one big exception was that one about after seven days after a draft and you are not drafted, you can go back to your school. Now, that means you have to, as a coach, do I leave 82 to 85 open because guys don't get drafted? At basketball, do I leave the 13th spot open? If um, if somebody doesn't get drafted, now, you, in, in football, for example, you can leave 82 to 85 open, and two guys come back, and suddenly you've got 84, not 85 open. You, a deserving walk-on can get that. So that can happen. But it does mean that more roster management that would have to happen for coaches because of the timing of drafts. I mean, the draft is, for example, after spring practice, which is after the recruiting cycle. So there are certain elements you, you would have to do to work around that. And here's the other part. Say you decide to leave your job for another job, all right? And you decide that it didn't go well or whatever or it wasn't what you expected to be. What are the odds of you going back and getting your previous job? How about slim to none? That's called the real world. This does open up the door to give more breaks. There's no question about that. And more opportunities at breaks for a student athlete. But, you know, it was interesting. In reading it, I found it to be interesting. Uh, you know, and the, it's not even a final version. It, everybody has to work outsides to it. But when I kept reading it, I kept waiting for what are the parameters going to be on name, image, and likeness, and it's not there. So... Ooh, I just got a text message from Carlos Rondon. Ooh. Well, called you out. Wow. He's ready to go on and debate you. Bring it. Ooh, he wants to challenge you to a pitch-off. Ooh. I feel about bringing it now. <laughs> sure, why not? Can't do any worse than he was last night. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> uh, how's direct deposit doing? I'd like to know the answer to that question myself. Well, the end of the month's coming up. He's going to get another big check. Brewers lead the Phillies, by the way, 3 nothing. bottom of the fifth at the bank. Uh, Phillies have so far one hit. Castellanos has a hit. That's it. But Bryce Harper did swing the bat. Hope that makes you happy. 
my almighty! Oop, they just got their second hit. Bryson Stott just got an infield hit. There we go. Perfect. See? Things are now rounding in the shape. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Like I said, this is the only lefty they have in their pen. Outside, one ball, one strike. Still not used to it. But he's lined out to first. That's interesting. Three and two. What do you think is going on here, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he saw any of those pitches the way you would want to. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Well, at least Harper went to the plate while others hide in the training room. Now that is fair. <clears throat> and he knows how to come back from injury. Uh, Nick Faldo today joined Mike Tirico and the NBC broadcast, USA broadcast. So Mike Tirico was doing one of those fluff pieces that TV makes you do, so they're trying to get everybody interested in what's going on. It was about the old horse track upon which Royal Liverpool was built. And they mentioned the ornamental pineapple by the practice green, saying when he jockeys here would end up getting a pineapple. And he's, and Mike Tarico says, he says, I don't really know why. <laughs> and Faldo jumps in and he says and says, well, actually, he says, that's wealth. That's the meaning for wealth is a pineapple. And then Tarico looked over at him, he says, well, where were you when this was handed to me, the card? <laughs> and the two of them started laughing. The only person not laughing was, of course, the 18-year-old fact checker. Uh, <laughs> the, the 20-something fact checker. Look, I did some work. He really didn't. Okay, good. Uh, he says, that's why you put pineapples on your posts, your pillar posts to the entrance of your house because of wealth. And Tarico says, I wouldn't know wealth the way that you do. <laughs> Faldo's made a few bucks in his lifetime and career. But it was a pretty good exchange today. And see, that's what you need. You need to put pineapples on the front to let everybody know that you're Macatrello and you're loaded. I wonder if that was... I don't want to say passive-aggressive. I think that's a little too extreme. But I wonder if there was some underlying meaning because he's back from Live, from the Live world since he went over there, and now it's merged again. Just curious about that. Who? If Tariko meant that in, in any indirect way of Faldo coming back from Live because he he got all that contract money. Faldo did not get any money from Live. He didn't get a dime. Faldo retired from broadcast. He'd been living in Montana. That's right. Never mind. I mean, Carlos Rondon is sitting there now. If he's wrong about that, I think he's wrong about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I'm right about that. Uh, 
Deion Sanders is not going to be a Pac-12 media day. So, uh, and it's for medical reasons. As you know, he's got, I don't know, has he had, what, a couple of surgeries this summer? Yeah, he's lucky he still has his leg. Yeah. So he's not going to be at Pac-12 media day. Uh, Dennis Dodd said no expected movement today on the Pac-12 media rights deal, despite reported meeting with league presidents. Industry sources remain perplexed by who the main linear TV partner would be, because they say they're going to have linear and and uh, streaming, and nobody can figure out who the linear partner is. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.